So, okay, great. Welcome again. My name is Nikki Murgafuri, and um, and um, I'm part of the uh, I'm part of the the team who's um, uh, covering Monday night and nights that Jack is not here, along with a few of my friends, and I'm also part of the Spirit Rock teacher training cohort uh, that, that uh, ends this year, we graduate this year. So happy to be here with all of you tonight. So the, t- the talk tonight, the, the reflections I'd like to share with you tonight um, are inspired by an article in the New York Times. Um, and for, for Dharma teachers, for Dharma talks, one can only talk about from one's experience, what is alive and true for one. So, so I'm I'm going to do the same here and talk about this article. So, so this article showed up in the New York Times a couple of days ago, and it had uh, an interesting, uh, provocative title. You ready for it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. To be happier, start thinking more about your death. How is that? <laughs> and the first line of the article was, want a better 2016? Try thinking more about your impending demise. So it was quite provocative. It was interesting. And, and um, so I'll just leave that there, and I'll come back to it in a moment. Um, so... It is a new year. It is it is the eleventh day of a new year, and and even though in some way when we're practicing um, meditation and mindfulness, we're always in the present moment. It's always now. It's always now. It's always now. It's now again. It's now. So, but but there is there is still this relative concept of day and time and year can be really helpful for for reflection. To, to have a benchmark, even though every new moment you can start anew, every day you can start anew, and it's kind of nice actually at the end of the year to take stock or at the beginning of a new year to take stock. Um, I, th- I think it's, 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 it's really healthy to do that, to, to reset our intentions for where our life, where we want our life to go. What is our highest intention? Where, where, how do we want to spend our precious time and precious years? Um, Precious, precious days, precious moments, um, as they're limited. So, um, actually, just a show of hands, who has reflected on their intentions for the new year? Anyone? Great. Anyone not thought about their intentions for the new year? Great. Fantastic. Anyone who doesn't? Any categories I haven't covered? (laughs) Great. I'm glad it's not in all the category too. Great. Um, so, so I think again, speaking for, from my experience, as, as as I want to connect with you as human beings, not not as someone sitting up some, somewhere on the pedestal, but as a human being, uh, talking to another human being. Um, for me, I, I I have the same question. I ask myself the same question: What is important in my life? Where do I want my life to be? Um, it's a, it's a new year. What do I want the shape and form of this year to be? What 
what is important, what, what is the, the, the legacy that I want to leave on this earth, having lived, having had agency. Um, and these are really important questions, I think, to ask every day, but especially at the, end of, at the beginning of a new chapter, which is a new year. So, so actually, tell you what, I, I, um, if you're up for it, let's do a little guided reflection. Let's just sit together here in a moment. So, so sit, um, get into your meditation posture. Close your eyes if you like. Allow yourself to settle in your body. Letting go of thoughts, plans, cognizing, just being simple in this breath, in this body. And now, I invite you to visualize you're walking in the meadow, it's a sunny day. We'll just do a little guided visualization together, just for the fun of it. So it's a meadow, it's sunny, it's green. Just let yourself feel being outdoors the joy of the sun on your skin, the air, flowers, grass, bushes, trees, just whatever makes you feel alive and nourished and happy being out in nature. Breathing that in. And now, in this landscape, in this meadow, as you're walking, there is a well. You walk towards the well. There is water at the bottom of this well. You'll count look outside the well, there are some rocks. See yourself bending down and picking up, choosing a rock and holding it in your hand, just feeling the coolness of it, perhaps the softness of it or its jaggedness, its weight. And now, let this rock represent a question of your deepest intention, as if you're whispering into the rock, a question mark about your intentions, your highest intentions, deepest intentions for your life. 
And now as you're standing next to the well, taking this rock that now holds your question and gently dropping it into the well and listening, listening with your whole body as the rock hits the water surface and gently travels down the well, listening what comes up, what bubbles up from the depths of your being, the depth of this well. Letting yourself be surprised, just listen. As the rock travels down, further and further down the well, Listen carefully. What are the intentions, the hopes, the aspirations for you, for your life that are coming up? Maybe nothing, maybe something. It's all okay. Just keep listening. Be curious. Let yourself be surprised. And keep listening as the rock falls deeper and rests on the bottom of the well, hitting the bottom and, and listening. You keep listening for what comes up in the depths. Let yourself be surprised. So if you'd like to open your eyes, if a few of you are willing to share what that was like for you, thank you, Helga. Yeah, that would be great. If you're willing to share, what was it like to go through that inquiry? And what came up for you as you kept listening more and more and more? right here in the front. 
I felt it was really interesting because at first I was not getting anything and you said to just keep going with it. And then I envisioned this rock going down, down. And then I was like, oh gosh, it's sinking. Ah, this feels kind of weird. And then I thought, well, no, it's actually like peeling away for me anyway, the layer of an onion saying, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? And to me, what came to me, which was not what I thought would, was really desire to come back to self. Mm. And I was like, oh... But it was you saying, inquire, inquire. Mm. Don't, mm. like, don't. Because it can be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah. Yeah. So yeah. that's what came for me. Lovely. So, so the, your willingness to stay with it, to your willingness to stay with the process and, and listen and be curious actually revealed the desire to... Right, because all self. through life, yeah. it's like, I want to be comfortable. I mean, even in the sit, it was like, oh, my back is hurting. Oh, oh. And you're like, be willing to sit with what is. Be willing to, like, to sit with what's uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and something, and, and go to the other side of it. So something on the other side will reveal itself. Right, to you. but it's easy to give yeah. up before that. But exactly. That's, so anyway, thank you. Lovely, thank you. Yeah. Other reflections? <laughs> Nothing else came up for any of you. <laughs> really? Come on. Oh yes, I'm back. I don't need a mic. Oh, no, actually, it would be, it would be helpful because I think some people have a little difficulty hearing. No, no, no. You can you can do whatever you like. Hello. Hello. Um, I just found it interesting that you were speaking of um, following this journey of a rock yeah. um, as if it was a separate entity. And yeah. there was a part of me that felt like I was the rock the yeah. whole journey yeah. um, and felt quite attached to it. Like I was going down in the well. I was, you know, feeling the weightedness or the lack of weight in mm. that travel and like thinking of how fast or slow I would go down, like, through the water and Mm. the density that I would have to work through. So Mm. that was what I would like to share. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Other reflections? I'll tell you what, I'll share my reflection and see if other people want to share theirs. So for me, it was interesting because I was doing it with you also afterwards and and every time you do a reflection, it's fresh. You don't think, oh, I've done this before. I know the answer. You just listen. You become curious. And things reveal. So for me, it was interesting because I have, I have a chronic illness that I've been dealing with for many, many years. And, um, and the intention that came up was, I would really like to become healthy this year. I would really like to have health again. And then as the rock went deeper and deeper, another deeper reflection came up that actually, even if I'm never, ever healthy again, I don't want that to get in my way of, of offering what I can to the world. So, yeah. One hand up. You're not hearing me. How about now? Is that better? A little better. Volume. We need volume. 
Is that is that is that too loud now? No, it's fine. Okay, it's a, it's too loud. It's too loud. Okay, all right. We're not at the happy medium yet. Okay, all right. I'm going to keep talking. How about now? Is that's good? That, oh yeah, perfect. Oh, I'm getting perfect. That's is that okay? You can hear me okay now? Yeah, great. Okay, yeah. So, other reflections, anything else? Yeah, one more here. Hi. Hi. Is this on? Yeah. Oh, it is? It is. Wow, I can't hear a thing. (laughs) Suddenly I'm underwater. (laughs) (laughs) So, what I noticed was how excited I got relating to this rock as it hit the water and and the splash, the disruption, and I just got magic. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of judged it, and I thought, well, joyful, children, you know, they're splashing. Um, and then you kept on going. I'm like, oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> and as, as the rock uh, came all the way to the bottom, it was so clearly peace. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of integrated together. Disruption, magic, Mm. joy, peace Mm. is one um, experience that actually can and does come together. (laughs) It's everything. It's all of that together. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you for participating in that that, uh, reflection together. And, And what I found useful in doing that before as I've done it myself many, many times, is a nice tool to get in touch sometimes with, with imagery. Um, imagery sometimes and metaphor helps us get in touch with something that if we go at it directly, like, what is my intention? What, you know, what, what do I want? What, it, it's harder to get at it sometimes directly with the thinking mind, with the logical mind. Um, and I say that as actually... A, <laughs> my background is I'm a computer scientist and researcher, so... Um, not not to not to diss the logical mind at all, and yet there's something about the metaphor and imagery that that can work in magical in wonderful ways that the logical mind is is can't quite get there. So so anyway, so thanks for for playing along, and I hope that was of benefit. Um, so so there is. Knowing what your intention is, knowing what your highest intention is, and then there is aligning with it, right? There are two separate things. So one is knowing what it is, and then keeping yourself, keeping your feet to the fire, in a way, and the ability to do that, because just knowing what it is may not... um, there might be so many forces in our lives that that somehow we don't give priority to what our intention is. And that's what the rest of the talk is about and inspired by that um, article in the New York Times. So see, I'm coming back full circle. Not quite full yet, but anyway. So, so again, the first part is knowing what our intention is and the second time is aligning with it. Um, not wasting time, 
browsing the web, Facebook, TV, or various things that we can do and not spending time, energy, and attention. And in fact, a lot of people have a misalign, what's called a misalignment problem. So um, there was a research done in 2004 um, by a team of scholars, um, including, and the lead author was uh, the Nobel Prize winner, Daniel Kahneman, um, they surveyed a group of women, about 900 or so women, and they asked how much satisfaction they derived from their daily activities. So among the voluntary activities of the day, we would expect that if people are choosing to do something, it's a voluntary activity, then they're going to derive satisfaction out of it. Yes, if you're choosing to do something, you would assume that, right? If you're choosing to spend your time a particular way when you're not working, right? Is that a fair assumption? Well, surprise, that was not the case. Um, the woman reported that they derived, I quote, more satisfaction from prayer, worship, and meditation than from watching television. Yet the average respondent spent more than five times as long watching television as engaging in spiritual activities. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Huh. It gets more interesting. The, um, the survey, um, the American Time Use Survey from the Bureau of Labor Statistics showed that in 2014, the average American adult spent four times longer watching television than socializing and communicating and 20 times longer on TV than, other, than on religious and spiritual activities. 20 times! The survey did not ask about surfing the web, but I'm sure it would have been way up there with TV. So it's interesting because it, there is, even if we know what, for many people, not for everyone, but... This, there is this misalignment problem sometimes that even though we, we know, we, we have our highest intentions, we, we know that communicating, picking up the phone and calling a friend actually makes us more happy and is, is more valuable. Um, connection, connection is more valuable. Meditating, random example, meditation is more valuable in actually bringing us peace and stability and happiness, but still there's this alignment problem. So this is where this is where this this uh, this article the power of it comes in because um it's it's not so much that we actually we have a true preference for watching television I mean, I, I'm saying I'm saying we according to these studies like we as a global we of, um but it's it's somewhat an error in decision making, and the author of of this New York Times article, um, Arthur Brooks, puts it really, really well. I'd like to read what he says. He says, "I believe it's an error in decision making. Our days tend to be an exercise in distraction. Anyone identify with that?" Yeah. 
our, t- our days tend to be an exercise in distraction. We think about the past and future more than the present. We are mentally in one place and physically in another. Without consciousness, we mindlessly, mindlessly blow the present moment on low-value activities. The secret is not simply a resolution to stop wasting time. It is to find a systematic way to raise the scarcity of time to our consciousness. I think that's really key. I'd like to read that again. The secret is not s- simply a resolution, like New Year's or, uh, New Year resolution, to stop wasting time. However, it is to find a way, a systematic way, to raise the scarcity of time to our consciousness. You see? Because it's, it's not so much, at some point, a, a, a will, like, I will do this. It's, you, you want to make yourself feel the scarcity of your precious time so you don't squander it, you don't waste it. And guess what practice comes in? Death contemplation is a really, really good one. It sounds morbid, but it actually is the most wonderful and effective way to realize that your your time is limited. So in the classical practice, which you don't have to do, but I just want to let you know, because this is a Buddhist place, um, one of the classical practices is to contemplate um, a corpse in decay and and to, to contemplate this body too. Such is its nature. Such is its future. Such is such its unavoidable fate. So really not seeing the separateness of this body to a body that is dying and in decay. And that can really drive the, t- the, the point home that this body is nature and it is going to die its time, its agency in this earth, the time is, is really, really limited. It drives the point home. Another reflection is, and, and one that's actually beautiful, and I had, I had it written um, and posted um, on my um, mirror for years was, a quote from the Buddha, the days and nights are relentlessly passing. How well am I using my time? How well am I spending my time? I say it again. The days and nights are relentlessly passing. How well am I spending my time? Just really sitting with that. How well am I spending my time? Another approach is to bring in the contemplation of the last year test. What if this was the last year of my life? For example, again, I like the way he writes it in this article about it. Um, If you're planning a summer vacation, consider what would you do for, for a week or two if it was your last opportunity with whom would you reconnect and spend more time? Would you settle, and this is his words, not mine, would you settle your soul on a silent retreat 
or instead spend the time drunk in Cancun, Mexico. (laughs) And if this were your last year, would you spend the next hour mindlessly checking your email, checking your social media, Facebook? Or would you read something that uplifts you instead? Would you choose to be kind? Would you choose to forgive? Would you choose to pick up the phone and call a friend, call your mom? I'm being a little silly, but, but, but you get the point. If you, really, if you really bring in the drive, the point home of scarcity, of time, this precious, the most precious resource we have on this earth, See how your behavior would change. A couple of interesting research studies. So, so some people might think that the last year, if this was the last year of your life, if you only had one year to live, you would run up all your credit cards and you would live heedlessly and it would just be, oh, it would just be terrible. Actually, this is not, not a practice for you. Guess what? There's a research study that they've done about that. So uh, it's actually very interesting. So um, it's in the science journal PLOS1. A couple of psychologists looked at the value of money when people (coughs) contemplated death. So you could assume that if people are contemplating death, then they would value current spending over future spending. Surprise! It actually is the other way around. Um, Considering death actually made the respondents feel less likely to want to blow out their money uh, than other scenarios that they were contemplating. I mean, it's fascinating. We we think we know our psychology, but it actually doesn't quite work out that way. Um, And then some other people might, might think that that um, cultivating an awareness of the scarcity of your time is really grim and really tight and you get really serious. Guess what? Another research study. So they had... Um, um, it's a research study published in 2013 and um, they subliminally primed people to think about either pain or their death. And then they asked them to, to um, caption cartoons. Like, you know, the, the, the New Yorker cartoon, you know, when you get these cartoons and they don't have a caption, you have to come up with a caption on them. So they did this kind of thing to these, um, to these people who were primed to think about their, de- their death or, 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 um, or pain. It, and then they had outsiders rate how funny the captions were so people who were primed to think of their death came up with a fun with funnier captions. Who would have thought? Compared to people who were primed to think about pain, because they're both kind of grim and dark, right? You would think pain, death. But it turns out contemplating your death loosens something up. It makes you funnier. It cr- it it cre- it, it it opens up your creativity. It's so interesting. So so it's, it's not contemplating 
death is is not a morbid. It actually, you know, has the opposite effect. I, I just loved reading that. It's just so interesting, these studies. So, so I like to share the, the another paragraph from from this this article in the New York Times, which came out again two days ago. So you can go and find it for yourself and click on all the research studies and read the the full journal articles, which which I browse, which are very interesting. Anyway, so the last uh, part is there's still time to rethink your resolutions. Forget losing weight and saving money. Those are New Year's resolutions for amateurs. <laughs> this year, improve your alignment and maybe get funnier in the process. Be fully alive now by meditating on your demise. Happy 2016. <laughs> yeah. So, so for the time that we have left... Um, I think it's really, really precious and valuable, and I know many people don't like that, and, and there have been times that I've been in groups, and, oh my goodness, we're going to turn around and you know talk to people. <gasps> I'm going to leave right now. This is terrible. And then after I actually sit through it and actually communicate and talk with people and, and both hold them witness and I'm held witness, something magical happens when you're held witness and you hold other people witness in this space, in this sacred space. So I invite you... To, to give this a try, the next thing that we're going to try is to get into groups, and I'll tell you, so we'll get uh, what we're going to do, we'll get into groups of three or four, whatever is easy for you to do. And, and just sharing, um, actually before that we're going to do a little contemplation before we do that, so that you'll actually share that contemplation. Um, actually, let's do the contemplation first. I'm, I'm doing them out of order. Okay, so let, let's sit, uh, sit again, please, if you would with your eyes closed. And and bring to mind, if you would, whatever intentions that might have come up for you in the earlier reflection that we did with the rock. Or perhaps any reflections that have come up for you about what's important to you. How you want to spend your time. Who you want to be in this world. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? What is most important to you, the way to be? And now bring to mind, if you would, what if this was your last year to live? You have one year, limited time, but still plenty of time to be in the world.
And let that land. Let that land if you can, if you can be creative in your own way. If you can be creative in your own way. Imagining a diagnosis or whatever it is, just trying to really sit with that. What if the future is uncertain? The future is uncertain for all of us. Days and nights are relentlessly passing. How well am I spending my time? And see what comes up for you as you feel into this reflection to help with the alignment of your intentions. with how you spend your time. And now I invite you to open your eyes and look around. Just get into a group of three or four. Just simply (coughs) share what came up for you, whatever you want to talk about. Hold witness or be held witness. We'll spend two more minutes, so if there's anyone in the group that hasn't got time.
one more minute. Are there any groups that need more time? Raise your hand. Okay. Let's start bringing it to a close. Whoever is speaking, bringing it to a close. Thanking your group, thanking your partners, thanking your witnesses. And let's come back to the big group. Wonderful. Yay. Okay, great. Lovely. Thank you all for sticking to it. How was it in general? Yes? Helpful? Good? Oh, wait, what was that? It wasn't as bad as you thought. I know, it's, ma it's amazing, isn't it? So, so it would be lovely to hear a few comments of, of what, what transpired for you. Yeah, Helga, thank you. Okay. There was a lot of talking, so <laughs> I'm a little suspicious. Nobody's, oh yeah, there's a hand up there, great, right to your left. Um, it was interesting for me, and I think uh, that that uh, it wasn't that different long term or if I had a year. Mm. I felt sad about only having a year, mm. um, but the it was similar the intention, which uh, was about feeling uh, continuing to really. Um, ground in um, me as God, God is you know mm -hmm. the, just or all mm -hmm. of us as God and mm -hmm. love, and yeah. and uh, yeah. that's kind of an esoteric <laughs> thing, but but like really doing practices where I can feel that and like yeah. I would do that if I had a year if I had right. a long time, but but I might spend more time on TV and internet with the longer yes. span. <laughs> that's exactly it. Exactly. <laughs> and distractions. And so, yeah. uh, so maybe that's the, that's the takeaway. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. And, and yeah. yeah. And thank you for saying that because it's not so much that your, your intentions and goals change as you realize they stay the same, but, oh, that, that scarcity of time, I have limited time. I better get to this. Mm -hmm. That's what changes when you think about limited time and, and you, you uh, contemplate your demise, mm -hmm. as, as, as he likes to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Well, other reflections? What else came up? 
We have limited time, so if, so. <laughs> yes, we have li- <laughs> literally, literally. Thank you, thank you for this. I just want to say I felt a real connection with everybody. Mm. You know, I felt that you know, like we're all one. Holy closer. We're all one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else felt that way? Show of hands. Felt connected to the people they were talking to. Felt a sense of connection to the group. Look around. This is amazing. Keep keep your hand up. This, this, this is great. See, this is what happens when you, when you stay, when you when you don't duck out. Like, oh my God, she wants us to talk to each other. It's it's it has happened for me. It has happened for me. Like oh my God, I'm not sure if I want to. And then it's like oh my goodness, all the, wow, we are all one. We're all in this boat together. You get to to really recognize the common humanity. We're not so different, all of us. Really, you get to feel that, not, not me up here talking about it. You, f- you have a, an appreciation, a gut appreciation for it. Hmm. Yeah, over there. Uh, it occurs to me... Um, if 100 or 150 people who appear to be so different can all feel that they're one, that we are one, then why do I myself discriminate between watching television, surfing the internet, or meditating? What do you mean? What's the difference? Why don't I see, why don't I see watching a television program as a meditation? Mm. You t- you tell me that. Yeah, what what do you, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. And, but, but, but that's actually, actually that's that's a very uh, we can get into a technical discussion of that, right? Um, because what you said actually came up in a different context a week ago. I was teaching a New Year's retreat, and um, if you want to make that into a practice, I suggest you sit in front of the television and don't turn it on. No, I'm not being. I'm not being facetious. For uh, really, sit in front of it and see what comes up. Just sit with everything that comes up, with sitting with the television. And so that's the first part of the. That's the first step of the practice. And at some point, it is possible, just as you said, to make watching tell if the mind is completely present and completely open and stable. Watching television can become a practice. However, for most of us, it's very hard because the mind goes on these trips and journeys and here and there and it loses its its presence, its stability. So it's not an impossible practice. It's just very difficult practice. I don't know if you expected a, a an answer or, or a reflection on that, but, but be, try, if that works for you, come back and tell me. I would love to hear how that goes for you. Seriously, it, it can be a practice, at least the first level of not turning the TV on and just sitting and seeing what comes up, all the relationships that we have with television. But uh, one last comment here. Uh, I, all of me, all of our group uh, was uh, realizing that you know, creative projects and staying and becoming more connected to the people we know, to the people we're around. Yeah. And for me, I was saying, um, I my uh, 
my my courage to hire the the right experts you know the people who have a real affinity for doing what i need that little element of what i need done uh is um is my personal my personal project for uh, for this year so that i can move through things uh finishing the creative projects that are that are that are sort mm -hmm. of that are floating floating around like fireflies yeah so and creating and connecting those are the two nuggets i'm taking creating and connecting mm -hmm. thank you yeah yeah so it is 9:15 and our time has come to an end as all things do sooner or later so thank you so much for coming out tonight and practicing together. So let's just take a moment to reflect and and dedicate the goodness that we have shared together here in our practice, in our reflection, with, with all beings everywhere. We're all connected. And as we align ourselves with our intention, and we really align our life with our intention. Everyone benefits, everyone in the world. May it be so. Thank you so much for your kind attention. <laughs>